Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. We're back on Insta. So, gang, let me tell you a little bit about these. Um, first thing I was going to say to you is that, and I'm not going to open these things here now, but these Apple AirPods, they are fantastic, but there's something I've just learned. When you open them during a live stream, they'll actually interrupt the stream. So maybe that is not the thing to do. So gang, um, I love them. You can go through lots of calls. Um, they last for, you know, days and days. Uh, what else do I like about them? You can be away from your phone and talking to them. The sound is better than the best beats I've ever had. They don't fall out of your ears when you're using them at the gym. I just love them, love them, love them. So gang, let's move on. Share it if you haven't shared it already, because we're talking sex, we're talking six-packs, we're talking um, ego, we're talking, we're talking about, how about I talk to you about this? This is an interesting subject, and what the subject is, yes, they are better than beats, they sound fantastic. Now, and by the way, they're very, very hard to get, very, very hard to get, there is about a six or seven week uh, wait. Um, anyway, gang, um, let me just go through a couple of the things. In 2006, listen very carefully, in 2006 when I was diagnosed the first time, um, that was 11 years ago, um, and I went on a clinical trial. The company, you know, that was, uh, the drug was being used was from a company called Roche Pharmaceutical. Now, let me just go through a conversation I had and I think it's, uh, it's a very relevant conversation for people here. Um, and what it was, was um, I was one of the first people going on this drug um, at my age with my condition. And at the time I asked, I said, can I ask you, what are the statistics? And the response was, what do you mean? I said, well, what are the survival rate statistics with this drug? And the response was, when the sample size is one, the stats are irrelevant. And I re always remember that quote. When the sample size is one, the stats don't matter. Why is this important? Because I think I want you to understand that there are 8 billion people on this planet, right? 8 billion people. And understand, that out of this 8 billion people, everyone has got this unique fingerprint, right? It's unique. No one's got that fingerprint except for you. And I also want to tell you that you also have what I call a unique psychological fingerprint, which is no one is like you on this planet as well. You are just this unique um, specimen. So... What this basically says to me is that you should never think probability, you should be thinking possibility. And I say that because you cannot actually get a very accurate predictor of the future because there is no one like you and there is going to be no better you than you. 
So the reality is, um, what you've got to do is play one game only, and that is to stick in your lane, stay in your lane, and to understand at all times that the competition is the person that looks back at you in the mirror. And when you begin to understand this, when you begin to understand this, what actually ends up happening is that you become the subject and the scientist. And when I say you become the subject and the scientist is that you begin to realize that you work your way to do things, that you don't go off trying to copy and duplicate other people because what worked for them may not work for you and what works for you may not work for them. This also goes to do with diets. It goes to do with prospecting. It goes to do with the way that you live your life or the person that you should be in a relationship with. So always disconnect from too much concern about the opinion of others because other people's recommendations mean that you don't... How do I explain this? Do you understand when someone says something, they don't have to live with those consequences if you follow through on their advice. This is a very important thing that for you to understand that you must live with the consequences of your decisions and that if you follow other people's recommendations, that they don't have to live with the consequences of what they've recommended to you. So I want you to remember that beautiful line and that is, when the sample size is one, the statistics don't matter. I want to move on to the second thing I want to talk to you about today, and that is that most likely, if, uh, most likely, if you're watching this right now and you're receiving a salary, I want you to understand salaries to me are bribes to keep people playing small. Salaries to me are bribes that keep you in a coma. Salaries to me are bribes that stop you chasing your dream. And why do I say that? I say that because the reality is I want you to think I want you to think about the fact that like think about these Greeks that opened up milk bars many many years ago because they actually didn't have an option to take a reasonable job with a salary so they created their own thing and they did it so well that they actually made a lot of money and they invested it and many of these people now are multi, multi-millionaires. Why? Because they never had the ability to get bribed by a salary because they couldn't get a job. Now we see that happening with the Asian community as well now. So I want you to understand that the whole world has fucking changed. This bullshit story that we were told, which was this, go to university, get amazing marks, get credit and distinctions, then you will go work in a company. That corporation will look after you for the rest of your life. That is rubbish because since the GFC, high-paying executive roles have become scarce. In addition to that, when you work in a corporation, I want you to understand that you have got only a little bit of destiny control right? Most of the control of your destiny 
remains in other parts of the organization. As Chrissy says, it becomes a pinstripe prison. I love that term, a pinstripe prison, where what actually happens is you rock up on a Monday morning at 8.30 and what you do is you attend a jail. And the jail, whilst you don't wear a green uniform, you wear a suit and you actually uh, follow instructions and then you're allowed to leave for parole on a Friday night. Thank you, Chrissy, for acknowledging where you got it from. And what actually happens is the weekend basically becomes the thing that you look for. Now, what I'd like to say is that right now, I want you to understand, I want you to understand that, you know, when you're young, you guys, I'm sure, I'm talking to people out there that can relate to this, you had aspirations, you had dreams, you had thoughts that excited you. And then what actually happened is somewhere along the line, you had a few setbacks, you know, and um, you just started to accept that you might not get your dream and you started saying yes to mediocrity. And then somewhere along the line, you know, maybe the crowd you were hanging out, you know, they started settling down, you started settling down, and before you know it, you were living a life that was dictated by other people. Um, and by the way, when I talk about dictated by other people, thank you, Aaron. When I say they didn't walk the grey line, I like that. When I say dictated by other people, do you know in a research done where people would walk onto a bus and ask people that were sitting down if they could have their seat? Seven out of 10, that's right, seven out of 10. That's 70%, 70% got up and gave their seat to someone for no fucking reason. 70%. This says to you, I get it, if it's an old person that says, I understand that. But when 7 out of 10 people, for no reason, come up and say, do you mind if you get up and I can sit down? And 7 out of 10 followed those instructions. It says to me that people are not choosing themselves. They're choosing others. And what they're basically doing is that they're living the life that is given to them by accident, not by design. They don't question things. And why this is important is that I don't want you to be the sort of person that has sold themselves short and is basically saying to themselves, you know what, things aren't perfect, but I'm just happy with what I have. To me, that is accepting mediocrity. To me, that is actually saying to yourself that it's okay, you're giving yourself permission to play small. I'm telling you, life is not a dress rehearsal. Time is running out. You are going to die. As Steve Jobs said, you have nothing to lose. You are already half naked. You're going. And I'm hoping that when I'm talking to you on Sunday Night Rants, that apart from affirming to myself everything I say to you, is I hope that you're also taking note that all the good stuff happens outside of your comfort zone. And I'm hoping that you start questioning, where have you settled in your life? Where have you actually settled? Where have you settled? Because settling 
is the thing that stops you from playing big. Thank you, Pelican Sport. I want to move on to the next topic, and that is process trumps goals. That's right. Process trumps goals. I put a you know, Facebook post today. Habits are reliable. Motivation is fleeting. You know, to me, habits, you can rely on them. They don't let you down. They're there all the time. Motivation, well, it's there after a conference. It's there after an audio book. It's there, you know, when you just feel right for whatever reason. But habits, you know, they're there with you. They got your corner all the time. I'd like you to think about this for a moment. If you had the choice of having a 10 out of 10 day only once a year, or you are going to having a 7 out of 10 day, 365 days a year, what would you pick? Let me repeat. If you're going to have a 10 out of 10 day only once a year, and then you go back to a 2 or 3 out of 10, or you're going to have a 7 out of 10 day consistently, all the time, what would you pick? The 7 out of 10 day for 365 days a year? Correct Chrissy, correct Nicholas from BMW, correct Vic. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's what you get when you have routine. That's what you have when you, that's what you get when you have process. That's what happens when you have routine because it sets you free. So baby, I'm telling you straight, first you build your habits then your habits build you. Thank you, Marie. And yes, Marie, I saw you saying you've worked in the same place for 32 years, and it's obviously a great place you're working for. It's obviously a good employer, and I know you do amazing stuff. And I like what Craig says, nothing below an 8 out of 10. Guys and girls, what I'm saying to you is this. Consistency is the key. Too many people are motivated in short periods of times. What you want to do is you want to have habits and checklists and process because that smashes. It smashes motivation that's fleeting. I want to move on and talk to you about the ego. To me, the ego is the enemy. The ego says, I'm better than you. The ego says, I have more money than you. The ego says, my house is better than yours. The ego says, my car is better than yours. The ego says, I'm better looking than you. The ego says, I have better holidays than you. The ego says, I have a better job than you. Have you noticed what the ego does? It looks for things that are external. Success is an inside job. I tell you that the issue is when you actually are dependent on the ego, which is the false mask. Remember that. It is the false mask. What it does is it makes you dependent on things that are external. And the problem, of course, is that Things get better when you get better on the inside. Yet people are looking for external things to make them happy on the inside where it's an inside job that means success. So I've got to say to you that, by the way, 
I'm telling you straight, you can't win that game, by the way. Be humble and kill them with kindness, says Adam Freitas from Rain and Horn Newtown, who, by the way, Adam is one of the guys that holds the camera when I'm live streaming auctions at Newtown and Chippendale, Darlington on Saturday. So thank you, Adam. So, gang, um, what I'd like to say to you is about, here's the issue with ego. There's always going to be someone that's got a, you know, um, bigger house, a better car, more money, a better job. And what actually happens is when you lose that job. And what actually happens when you lose that money. And what actually happens when you realize that there is other people that are winning the game. Because you're always going to lose that game. There's always going to be someone richer, smarter, happier. Um, There's always going to be, sorry, not happier, sorry. There's always going to be things that are externally. You control your happiness level. You control that. You can choose, you can choose, you can choose. And yes, there are certain things you can do that can improve your happiness. But I'm, I was listening to a great song today by the Pet Shop Boys, Happiness is a Choice. That's how it just came to my mind. Anyway, the point I'm making is play the game that you must play to, play games that you can win. And the games that you can win are when you actually don't play the comparison game against other people. You can't win that. You can't win that. As Kirsten Mueller says, money doesn't buy happiness. And it doesn't solve problems, Kirsten. Money does help you arrive at your problems with style, but it does not get rid of your problems. I want to talk to you very briefly about sex. So it's not a subject that people talk about um, that openly. And I just want to talk very briefly about this subject of sex. So I was coaching a guy recently and I said to him, what do you want to do? He said to me, Tom, I want to write a million bucks. I go, okay, you want to write a million bucks? I said, "Um, why do you want to write a million bucks? He said, I want to write a million bucks because um, I've got, you know, things that, um, you know, I want to buy and things I want to do. I said, like what? He said, well, um, you know, I want to buy, um, I want to buy uh, a car. And I said, well, what car do you want to buy? He says, I want to buy a Maserati. I said, okay. I said, fair enough. And um, he took a photo and had it in his um, um, iPhone and showed me a photo of the car and I had a look at it. It was a hot Maserati. Um, and I said, okay. Um, so um, why do you want to buy that car? He says, oh, because... Um, I just, you know, I, I want to buy it. I said, yeah, but why? He goes, because it's going to make me feel good. I said, why is it going to make you feel good? He said, oh, well, you know, I'll be able to, you know, drive. It'll be, you know, my car. It'll be a reflection of who I am. It's getting there, Chrissy. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I want to buy it. And I said, yeah, but why? Because it's going to make me feel good. And why is it going to make you feel good? Because people are going to notice it. And why do you care about people noticing it? Oh, because I know that, you know, girls are going to notice it. Why do you care about girls are going to notice it? So have you noticed what I've done? I just kept asking why, 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 why? And he says, because I want to pick up more chicks and have more sex. I said, right, why do you want to have more sex? He goes, because I want more sex. I said, okay, 
So you want to write a million bucks because you want more sex. Yeah, he goes in with the people that I want. I said, okay. So um, this is really interesting because as I sat there, I thought to myself, sex, sexual energy can actually, you know, channeled in the right direction, can actually help you write fucking numbers. This is the most fucking bizarre thing, right? So that's, you know, when you, when you, un, when you unpeel the, you know, when you, you know, when you take, peel the layers of skin off the onion and you get to it, you actually find out what it is, is he just wanted to fucking pick up chicks, right? So um, it's really interesting because then I've coached other people. I've coached other people. I've, I've coached people that um, are suicidal, because they can't see their children. And the reason that they can't see their children is um, that um, sexual energy was channeled into um, people in affairs and they got caught and they've separated and their kids won't talk to them. So you actually see um, what sex does. And I actually, I mean, I coached someone about a week ago um, and um, she's in, she's, she's like, you know, I mean, it's really weird, you know, sometimes you coach people about work and then you find up that there's other issues. And it's always, you know, it's always things outside of work that affect, you know, work issues. And her issue is that she was um, um, molested um, when she was um, young. So again, I see how sex can be bad. The point I'm making is that sex channeled in the right direction can, you know, absolutely, you know, drive people um, um, forward. It can also be very destructive. It can also be very destructive. Like, you know, picture, picture you know, when I, when I read about, when I read about um, 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 uh, uh, pedophilia, in the church, to me, that is like that is the worst of the worst. So just imagine that people get fucked up all their lives because they gave their trust to what is supposed to be the highest authority in their eyes. Anyway, I'm moving on, but um, that was just you know. Well, let's move on to six packs. I want to move on to six packs for a moment. So, you know, um, six packs are interesting. Yes, they look good. Um, and in 2012, 2013, um, I can tell you that um, I was at 12% body fat and 82 kilograms. And I would say uh, that was the leanest I've been. So I was eating um, six to seven small meals a day. My meals were being delivered by a company. Um, I was training probably... Um, six times a week and out of, the th- out of the three out of the six were two times. So doing lots of cardio, lots of cardio. And um, I um, would define myself as being super, like 12% body fat, you are ripped, right? Um, the interesting thing was Angie Dunn that I worked for looked at me one day and she said, Tom, you look sick. Are you okay? Have you had a cancer relapse? And then I noticed more people would actually say the same thing. Have you, are you sick? Then what I realized is this. One of the downsides of having a six pack is that your faith goes like that, right? Because 
The reality is six packs are made in the fucking kitchen. Remember that. They're not made by doing crunches. Six packs are made in the kitchen. It's by actually restricting calories and stripping that layer of fat that sits in front of the stomach muscles. And the irony of it all is that unless you're actually a model on a cover of a magazine, people actually see your face and they don't see the six pack. Um, so um, the irony of it all was I was at my leanest ever and I had what I would define as a six pack. Um, maybe not as good as uh, some of the others that you see, but it, I was at 12% body fat. You've got, you're, you are very defined. But no one could see that, but people thought I was sick because my face was like gaunt. So the interesting point I'm making here is that, um, and here's the most important thing. I thought to myself that if I got a six pack, I would be happy, but I wasn't. So it's another one of these things that you turn around that you say, if this happens, I'll be happy. If this happens, I'll be this. If this happens. So um, guys and girls, I'm telling you straight here right now, um, if you want a six pack, you better just have like just fucking a super, super clean diet. And for me, it was small meals six times a day, Green tea, two times a day I was training for three days. But by the way, the training to me is like only 20% of it. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, the other subject I want to talk to you about is living by design, not by accident. Living by design, not by accident. And um, all I'm going to say on this topic, because... Um, gang, I'm, I need to get ready to type out a presentation that I need to be doing in the next few days. So I've allocated, you know, tonight from around nine o'clock to ten o'clock to do it. Um, and what, all I'm going to say is this: Don't be the person on the bus seat. Don't be the person on the bus seat that fucking gets up because they never think to themselves that they should be choosing themselves. Again, don't take this wrong. This is in a survey where strangers would walk into a bus and just go up to people and say, can I have your seat? And people would just get up. We have been trained. We have been trained in our life to actually follow instructions and live other people's life. Guys and girls, on that note, I'm going to leave you. And I just want you to remember, this is your life. What are you going to do about it? Share the video. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next